The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits here Tuesday, June 29th edition. Hope everybody had a good Monday. It's been a wild one. So there'd be tons of offense. There was tons of offense. At least Freddie Peralta got there. Started out ugly, but he got the job done. A few other pitchers made it happen for us, but the bats, bats for days. Sure, were another double dong. Otani went deep, as we expected. Uh, the Red Sox went nuts. The Indians went nuts. Lots and lots of fun for a Monday night. But we go to Tuesday, where we have fifth games to break down for you on a Tuesday. It should be a big one for us. Let's talk about some totals here. Angels, Yankees, 9.5. Marlins, Phillies, 8.5. Mariners, Jays, 10. Tigers, Indians, 9.5. Royals, Red Sox, 10.5. Padres, Reds, 9.5. Mets, Braves, 9. Cubs, Brewers, 7. Twins, White Sox, 8.5. D-backs, Cardinals, 9. Pirates, Rockies, 11. Rangers, A's, 8.5. Giants, Dodgers, 7. So lots and lots Going on on this 15-game slate. Before we get to that, Mike, check me out on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any questions, hit me up there. Join us in the free Fantasy DGN Slack chat. Lots of good stuff there. My written content Monday through Friday is at rotoballer.com. On Tuesday and Thursdays, the free DraftKings picks. So go check that out. I'll tweet it out. So we'll rotoballer. All the good stuff there. If you can give a rate and review on, on uh, iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would truly appreciate it. For you season-long fantasy players on Tuesday, I'll report recording another episode of Bench with Bubba with the one and only Draft Cheat. So come check that one out. We're recording early on Tuesday, 8 Pacific time in the morning. So come check that one out, plus much more over there. The Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and all the good stuff you're looking for for your DFS and fantasy needs. Follow me on Twitter at BDentric. All right, 15-game slate. Let's get to the pitching. Brandon Woodruff, 11,000, is the man on a mission, the highest-priced guy on this slate, going up against the Chicago Cubs, a Cubs team that... You know, Ian Happ of all guys hitting below 200 took Peralta deep. Still, Peralta managed to go six strong, striking out eight. Woodruff can do just the same. It's a Cubs team we talked about that's absolutely dreadful uh, right now. Striking out 30% of the time the last month for his righties, hitting a buck 77 with a 75 WRC plus. We said when they hit it, they hit it well with over a, with an ISO of 208. So we said that was was possible when they actually put it in play. They just don't put it in play a lot. And Peralta threw well. Woodruff can do just the same with 11,000. Very, very much a great play on this slate. Robbie Ray at 10-5 is quite intrigued. He's been absolutely outstanding. 20 or more DK points in four of his last five starts. In um, eight of his last 10 starts, he has put up 20 or more DK points. 
Now we get the Seattle Mariners team. It's been, you know, better of late, but still striking out almost 28% of the time versus left-handed pitching over the last month, hitting 233 with a 95 WRC plus. You got a guy like Robbie Ray. Strikeouts have been there as long as he controls the walks. He's been great, and he's been doing just that this season. You know, one walk, two walks, three, no more than three rocks in any of his last 10 starts, mainly one or less in most of those. And the strikeouts have been tremendous. Lots of strikeout upside against the Seattle Mariners team. So a guy like Robbie Ray at 10-5, I don't think a lot of people are going to want to pay for him. When you got Woodruff at 11,000, when you got Bueller at 10-3, Robbie Ray is a great tournament play at that 10-5 price tag. It'll kind of go under the radar and should be able to put it together very, very well. So I like Robbie Ray quite a bit, especially when it comes to tournaments. The way hitting is going these days, like you want that 30-point pitcher, sure. There ain't a bunch of Jacob DeGroms out there. So if Robbie Ray can go put up 20 to 25 points at very low ownership, that's going to be tremendous. That's going to be one way to be very, very different on this slate. So Robbie Ray is really, really solid. Walker Buehler, don't mind him. Giants bats have been good. Giants bats have been very good. Uh, Buehler's been getting better and better each time out there. Got beat up a little bit by Chicago this last time out, but overall has been pitching pretty well. He's faced the Giants twice this year. It's just a strikeout thing with him. And this last time out, at least he, th- he struck out six, even though the Cubs got to him. He has five or more Ks in four of his last five starts. Just a matter if you can get the strikeouts, and he hasn't been able to strike out the Giants so far. So if you want to go Buehler, you can. I'd rather pay the 200 more to go to Robbie Ray, or I'd rather go all the way up to Woodruff. Bueller's still a very strong play, don't get me wrong, but Ray and uh, Woodruff, I'd prefer over Bueller. And honestly, I'd rather save 400 bucks and go to H- Jose Urquidy at home against the Baltimore Orioles. He faced Baltimore in Baltimore his last time out, seven shutout with six Ks for nearly 30 DK points. He's thrown seven innings and three straight starts, 300 runs or less, five or more Ks in each start, 22 or more DK points in each start. He's been electric, folks. He's been very, very good, especially since coming off, um, bouncing back from the IL. He's been outstanding. And he gets this Baltimore team yet again that um, did well as a team against Houston on Monday night. Uh, it was 3-2 to two going to the ninth last time I saw, but still only three runs, not the world beater type stuff. You got Urquidy. This is a great spot. Baltimore striking out 24% of the time versus righties with a 230 average and a 92 WRC+. Plus. So, yeah, if you can get some uh, some Jose Urquidy at 9900 bucks, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, off the Bueller pivot. So Bueller, right now, like if I'm playing 20 lineups, I'll have a couple Bueller for sure. If, if I'm making you know three max single, Bueller's not on my list. I like Ray as a great pivot. I like Arkady quite a bit. And I like Woodruff if you're going all the way up here. I think those are great angles to go at on this slate. Uh, Trevor Rogers, $9,700 at uh, at the Philadelphia Phillies. He got beat up his last round. He's been very, very good this year. I think I'm going to pass on the $9,700 price tag. Like, I get it. He's been very good. It's Philly. They're sneaky good. I'm, i got got to watch out a bit for them. But um, they're not striking out a ton less than 19% of the time over the last month, hitting 296 with a 198 ISO and a 133 WRC plus versus lefties. Philadelphia has been crushing left-handed pitching. So um, I'm going to pass on Trevor Rogers on this one. Again, Urquidy's $200 more. Go up to um, Robbie Ray if you need to. Or if you want a contrarian play, Kevin Gossman at 9600 bucks at the Dodgers. A lot of people don't like to put pitchers against the Dodgers. We were on Disco to be different on Monday. So far, he's gone three, and it seemed like he um, it's the fourth inning as I record. He gave a back-to-back homers to start the game. It looked like it was going to be a roller coaster ride again. He's managed to uh, get things together, and it looks like he might put together a decent start. Gossman's much, much better than that, obviously. He threw six shutout with seven Ks. Against the Dodgers back on May 30th for 30 DK points. He has 27 or more DK points in eight of his last nine starts. 27 or more. Like we're talking about, there's not a a lot of uh, of, of Groms out there. Kevin Gossman's as close as you're going to get these days. And it's a Dodgers team he knows very, very good offensively. 
There's no hiding that one, but striking out 20% of the time, 244 average, 172 ISO, 116 WRC plus, all versus righties over the last month. Very, very good stuff. But at 9,600 on a tournament, I like Gossman quite a bit. Like if you can go Gossman or Keedy or Ray, one of those three, those are some great tournament plays right there. I like them quite a bit. I think Gossman and Ray would be relatively low owned as well. So I think you can get some real, uh, it's a 15 game slate. So ownership is going to be pretty spread out as it is. But Gossman won't be very popular. Ray shouldn't be very popular at 10-5. Or Kitty might be at 99. I wouldn't be surprised if he is at his Baltimore after all. And he has sliced and diced him his last time out. But like a Gossman-Ray combo could be such low ownership for two guys that could put up 25-plus each. If things go right, these guys can get you 50- to 60-point head start with your pitching, which would be absolutely outstanding. All right, a few other options on this slate, though. We can save some cash here. If you want to go Chucky Morton at 88, you can. He's always tournament viable. You know, his last two starts, he's gone seven plus in each. He's given up zero earned in each, seven or more Ks in each. He's been outstanding his last two starts. Prior to that was a freaking mess, absolute mess. You never knew what you were going from Charlie Morton. But if you want to go at 8800 bucks against the New York Mets, don't hate that one. A Mets team striking out 25.5% of the time versus righties, 224 average, 96 WRC+. plus. Tournaments only for Morton, never a cash game play. But uh, if you want to go more than 88, you can. Problem is, well, he'll come in low owned because of this. But somehow G Lito was like 10-3, 10-5 on Monday. The game gets rained out. Still facing Minnesota on Tuesday. Somehow he's 8700 bucks. I don't get it. Gio's a great play. He's a great cash game play now at 8700 bucks. Like he's gonna be uber, uber chalky, and for very good reason. This is a it's it's a ridiculous pricing. If he gets shelled, he gets shelled, so be it. But the pricing is just ludicrous. So um Gio at 87. I'm not gonna even break that down. It's a it's a great price point. A few others to look at, though. James Kaprulian at 8000 is an awesome, awesome value on this one. He was pitching great. His last time I just didn't get any Ks at Texas. He struck out four. He went six solid, two runs, pitched really, really well. One of those runs he gave up, I think, in his sixth inning on solo shots in that one. So he pitched really well prior to that back-to-back 20-plus point games. He brings a great floor to the game. $8,000 price points, very, very affordable. Uh, Texas striking in almost 22% of the time versus righties with a 230 average, 158 ISO, 92 WRC+. Plus. At $8,000, like really quite a bit as a value arm on this slate to pair up with your Gossmans, your Rays, your Kitties of the world. So, um, yeah, Caprillion very much checks the box. You want to go contrarian with Herman Marquez at 77 in Coors? You can. I always liked playing him when he was in the 6K range. 77 is a little different now. But if you want to get really weird, you can. Not going to completely hate on that one at 77. You got Jamison Tyon coming off a of gym versus Kansas City. Not sure I want to walk in front of the Shohei Otani and company so i'm gonna pass on a uh, tie on as i usually like to target tie on i know there's some people that are pretty high on him right now i'm gonna pass though i'd rather stack against tie on than use tie on similar to giolito getting the price decrease kenta maeda got one as well not as bad but still he went from 7500 to seven thousand dollars still at the white Sox. nothing's changed now he's just cheaper so that floor he brings just brings more upside to us i like them a lot as my sp2 at 7500 on monday i have zero problem with them as a sp2 at 7k on Tuesday. So I'm not, again, not going to go deep into that, but that White Sox offense is cold right now. Lots of swing and miss in that offense. Kent Maeda has been coming back from the IL, looking much, much better each time out. So Kent at 7K is a nice value. A couple others. You could look at a guy like Caleb Smith at 6,600 bucks against the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals seem tracking out 26% of the time versus left handed pitching with a 215 average, 0.051 ISO, and a 63 WRC plus the last month versus left handed pitching. A lot of people aren't. Caleb Smith fans, he's been very, very sneaky good of late. We talked about him on recent Bench with Bubba episodes as um, streaming options because he's a two-pitch pitcher this week. 
Uh, he's been very good. Six innings, one earned, six Ks. His last time out, prior to that, six innings, one hit, no earned, uh, three, five Ks. He's just got walk issues, four walks in both starts. But still 18 or more points in those. He has 18 or more DK points in three of his last four starts. He's 66 hundo against a St. Louis team that's struggling tremendously versus left-handed pitching. I like him as a punt play at 6,600. Other than that, though, not running to many other punts. So recapping your pitching, like Woodruff's a great play at 11,000. If you want to go Woodruff at 11, knock yourself out. I think it's a really, really, really good play if, you, if you're if you so intrigued. Otherwise, um, the likes of Robbie Ray at 10,5, or Katie at 99, and Gossman at 96. Love all three of those big time. I think a Ray-Gossman combo could, could come in very low-owned and help you a ton. Uh, Gilito at 87 is ridiculous. Like, that's a great play if you want to get there. But I think Morton's a great pivot in that range if you want to play the ownership game. And then your value is Caprillion at 8K, Maeda at 7K, and Caleb Smith at 66. If you're trying to get all the bats, that Caprillion, Maeda, Caleb Smith range, you could use two of those if you want to just punt pitching. But if you want to use one of those with a Gossman, an Arkady, or a Ray, it still allows you to get tons of bats on a 15-game slate. So we tons of value in bats as it is. But when you put one of those even cheaper pitchers with nice 20-plus point upside, Jed's a millionaire. So good stuff there. Let's talk about those bats on this 15-game slate catcher's position for you here. Again, tons of stuff. So if you have questions, if there's guys I missed, I'm on Twitter at BDNTRK. Hit us up in the Slack chat, and we'll uh, we'll get to you throughout the day tomorrow. If I'm not around, there's tons of great guys chatting it up in there to uh, to get each other helped out to build those winning lineups. But guys like Omar Narvaez at 4700 bucks against Zach Davies, like that one quite a bit. Big time upside for him against uh, against Davies. Sean Murphy had a, against Fultonevich. Fulty shut down Oakland his last time out. I'm hoping that lowers Oakland's ownership because I will go right back to the A's against Fulty. We talked about how bad Fulty is, especially versus left-handed pitching, which is how bad in general. Sean Murphy at 46. I, I like that one quite a bit if you're paying up a catcher. Now, if you're saving some cash at catcher, you can obviously go down and start punting the position. Elias Diaz went deep on Monday. He might get the start at 37 versus DeYoung. It'll probably be... Um, It'll probably be uh, Nunez, but you never know. Diaz might get the start there. A few others to look at. Uh, you have Victor Caratini in Great American Small Park at 3,600 for Santillian. That's a nice upside play. Uh, you don't want that one. Ryan Jeffers at 33. Again, if you're fading Gilito, you want the right-handed power. So Jeffers at 33 would be the guy you'd be looking at in his. Jacob Stallings likely 3,100 bucks in Coors against Marquez if you want a Coors bat. Uh, but Jake Rogers for the Tigers. He went deep on Monday. He's 29 versus Mejia. Tigers will be very live as a value again because Mejia just isn't quite doing it. Uh, Austin Hedges went deep on on uh, Monday. He's been slowly hitting the ball well. Uh, he's got you know double digit points in two of his last three seven or more in three straight games. He's twenty seven versus Jose Urania, so Cleveland will be very live yet again. So you can go that direction. There's Dom Nunez down to twenty four hundred if he gets to start for first day young. That's an uber uber cheap Colorado play with Dom Nunez at twenty four. He's quieted down a bunch. After that red hot start, but twenty four hundred bucks for a Coors Field catcher, tough to pass it up, especially in cash games. It's just one of those cash game plays you just kind of plug and play for you. First base on this slate, Vladito's in play every slate because the dude just hits bombs. Like guys, no hiding that one. Be like Matty Olson versus Fulty at fifty nine is very nice pivot off of Vladito. I like that quite a bit. I uh, got Freddie Freeman who's swinging well at fifty six. I still kind of prefer Vladito and all that mess, but uh, you could definitely go with a Freeman if you want to be a little different. But going down cheaper, Jonathan Scope's always a tournament option against uh, Mejia. Shohei Otani, I said he's going deep on Monday. I said it on another show that he's going to go deep in his first at-bat. He went deep in his first uh, absolute bomb. He's down. He, he He's $100 cheaper against James and Tyon. So Otani at 49 is still a great play. Great play. Bobby Bradley, 
It's like a broken record in tournaments in these matchups for guys like Urania and company. He's a great tournament play, especially a part of a Cleveland stack. So not a one-off per se. I'd probably want him a part of a stack. Like if you're paying 48, pay 100 more for Otani. That's kind of where I'd be. But uh, he is intriguing. I see Jake Ronson hitting better over the last few weeks. He's 46 in Coors versus DeJong. I uh, don't mind that one one bit. Uh, Luke Boyd at 45 versus Andrew Heaney, which Andrew Heaney shows up. That's the million-dollar question. But Voight's 45. Carlos Santana went deep on Monday. He's 44. If you want to attack Nick Pavetta, similar to last night, Jared Walsh, he had some nice nice hits on Monday. You can play Walsh at first base at 44, put Otani in the outfield at 49, and get the two top hitters in the Angels for a reasonable price. They're not cheap, cheap, but reasonably priced. You can go about it that way. A few others down here, like Nate Lowe, probably not going there. But uh, Joey Vlava at 4K versus Blake Snell. Doesn't phase me one bit if you're stacking Cincinnati. Don't forget Votto. Votto went deep on Monday. Guy can rake still to this day. Um, but other cheapies down here, like Josh Fuentes is in Coors. He's first base, third base at 37. Uh, he's in play. Mount Castle went deep, but I'm not going against Rikidi in that one. We got Ty France at 34 if you are fading Robbie Ray. That's slightly interesting. But Garrett Cooper at 32 is very nice. Coop returned from the IL over the weekend. Put up a 34-point um, game on Friday on his return. That just had a pinch hit walk on Saturday and then went one for three on Sunday. So he went four for seven in his two starts since returning from the aisle with a home run. Monster production, now you get Vinny V. So that's a nice cheap, cheap play for Garrett Cooper at uh, 3200 bucks first base outfield eligible. Bobby D, Bobby Dahlback went deep on Monday. So you can look at him at 32 if you so choose. Ryan O'Hearn, he's fluctuating his first base. Now he's outfield only. Now he's back to first base. He's 2900 versus Pavetta. If you want to play, he should be the first base. Option, but he hits in the middle of that Royals lineup. So nice value if you're stacking Kansas City at 29 Hundo. Second base position, you got Altuve. Astros are Astros. Another great spot against uh, Wells in the Baltimore bullpen. But Whit Merrifield had a monster game on Monday. He's 5,700. Ozzy Albies up to 56. Not that value we once loved. Like honestly, I'd rather play 54 for Simeon versus Flexen than play 56 for Albies. But uh, if you're stacking, go do your thing. Uh, but down below, like Adam Frazier's only 48 in Coors. Love that. I like Cronenworth and Great American Small Park at 47 quite a bit more. I think Frazier gets the chalkiness because of the Coors, and he's really good. He's earned it. You get Cronenworth and Great American Small Park for 100 bucks less, potentially lower ownership. That's pretty sweet, too. Um, you got Eduardo Escobar at 4,400 versus Carmart. Carmart's on the hill. You all know what to do, so have fun with that. Brendan Rodgers is 43. If he gets to start for Colorado. It's a nice value. In Coors Field versus DeYoung. So another guy to uh, circle if he cracks the lineup. Uh, Jonathan India is only 4K versus Snell. That's not too shabby. Polanco for fading Gilito at 4K. This ownership is going to be so spread out. Like on Monday, I mentioned like the Twins could be a nice contrarian stack with, with nine game slate. Now you got a 15 game slate. You, if you want to fade Gio, you can. It's also, he might be even more worth fading on a 15-game slate because at $8,700, he's going to be super popular compared to the nine-game slate where he's kind of priced within the Peraltas and the Hendricks and these other guys who are kind of wavering on who to use to kind of spread out the ownership. Now Geo at 8700 but it's probably like a chalky, chalky SP2. So that's something to think about. If you want to be super contrarian and we see, you know, at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 Eastern, you know, a couple hours before lock on Tuesday, that Geo is going to be the chalky of the chalk, well – so Minnesota bats, if you're playing in a multi-entry tournament, is in play. Now, if you're playing in a single entry, you don't have to be super contrarian. You can be more cash game oriented with a one or two pivot spot. That's fine. Like, make your cash game lineup 
put like a two or three man twin stack in there and you're going to be super contrarian to begin with. Now, if you're playing a multi-entry, you might have to go all in. That's a whole different situation. But don't think we talked about this time and time again. This actually, I mentioned it on the show yesterday. You don't always have to fade the chalk. Like I, the example, though, that where it's good to fade the chalk Monday night, the Yankees and the Astros didn't get there. So all these other teams went to town for you. But at the same time, those days that they go off, we talk about getting different pieces of the chalk or making the rest of your lineup a little different. There's angles to this madness. And it, so it's always slate dependent. You can't just walk in going, hey, I'm fading the chalk. Like, I guess you can. Some people do that. Works out for you. Great. I will say this much. If you have that mentality all the time, you have to expect to lose a lot. You're going to lose often. And when you do hit, you should hit very high. That's the difference. Instead of kind of min-cashing, 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 you might not cash for like two to three weeks, but when you hit, you're going to hit big. That's the idea behind fading chalk. But you have to do it all the time. There's going to be a mindset when you're playing. So you have to be able to be like, you know what? I'm lighting my money on fire more often than not. That's just how it's going to be. And not everybody can do that. So something to think about on that little uh, side note there with the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday versus very chalky Lucas Giolito. Uh, again, the Indians will be very, very live in this one. Cesar Hernandez at 39 leading off will be a solid play for you. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, Miami. I'm gonna. There's a lot to like on this slate. Uh, I like Miami versus Vidi V. Jazz Chisholm at 37 because the best part about it, they're not in Miami. They're in Citizen Bank Park in Philly where that ball flies. And it's going to be very warm out there. So Chisholm at 37. Mentioned um, – Mentioned Brendan Rodgers is forty three. That's at uh, at second base. You got you got Garrett Hampson's also second base outfield at thirty seven. He's just not playing a ton, so you have to keep an eye on that. Tony Kemp's only thirty five. Hopefully, hitting towards the top of that Oakland lineup with Mark Kana out. He's second base outfield eligible at thirty five. That's pretty sweet. Ian Happ went deep on Monday. Don't go chasing waterfalls, kids. Um, if you're old enough to know that res- that reference, kudos to you. Uh, Josh Rojas, I mentioned him as a, a nice. Uh, GPP type play in your stacks. He went deep on Monday. Same goes for Tuesday. Going up against Carmart, he's only 3,200. He's second base shortstop eligible. Nice value if you're looking to go there. Uh, going below 3K, though, like Joe Panic's always interesting if you're stacking up Toronto a ton. Not a must play, but it's like if you're going super deep contrary. That's a way, like if Toronto's chalky, you throw a Joe Panic in there and take out one of the chalk pieces and you're starting to be a little less chalky. That's how that works. Guys like Joe Panic, you know, you got guys like Phillips from Tampa Bay, stuff like that. Those are the plays that make you a little different. All right, let's go to the third base position for you here. Jose Ramirez at 5900 bucks. Monster game on Monday. Great spot against Urania on Tuesday. You can go right back to the well on that one. Uh, Chapman, if you're stacking Oakland, you're stacking Chapman in that stack. He's crushing baseballs right now. He's 5800 If you're one-offing it, you can save some cash. Or Honestly, if you're one-offing it, I'd rather go J-Ram at 59 But otherwise, Chapman at 58 is very solid. Devers is great as well at 50 Five, Josh Donaldson's heat up. If you're fading, Julio right-handed power. Josh Donaldson at fifty-four hundred bucks. Like a Brian Hayes and Coors is only fifty-one hundred. That's kind of a value, actually, all things considered. So I like that. You got Machado and Great American Small Park at fifty-eight. Like most of San Diego is like a couple hundred bucks cheaper than Pittsburgh right now, which is fun because you got Coors Field, you got Great American Small Park, a hot, humid Great American Small Park. It's gonna pop off, folks. Like, like real quick. Let me go back to the totals here. So we mentioned Coors Field. The total was – where'd you go, little fella? Well, in Great American Small Park, it's nine and a half. We got that going for us. Uh, Coors Field, they took it off the board. It was on the – oh, no, there it is. I just couldn't – it's 11. So you got a, a run and a half differential. I wouldn't be shocked if that run and a half disappears somewhere too. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, some other third base choices for you here. You know, Wander Franco's there at 47. I ain't paying 47. I'll tell you that much right now. 
Eduardo Escobar's 44. Yes, you can get on board there. Kevin Biggio, 43. Another cheaper, less owned Toronto piece to the pie in Kevin Biggio. Flexen's been very good this year, but you know, Toronto is, is Toronto right now. You just like Toronto, Houston, there's some of these teams you just like just play them. You, if you're making multi lineups, you don't go all in, but you can't go full fade either. That's just one of those deals. Uh, A.O. Henio Suarez, 3800 bucks versus a lefty in Great American Small Park's not too shabby. You got Luis Arias leading off at 37 for Minnesota. Uh, Toro had the day off on Monday for Houston. He managed his back of the lineup versus the lefty Wells at 36 for a nice little value for you. John Bertie, if you want to go really crazy with Miami's 34. Not sure I'm going that nuts, but he's not a horrible play. Um, he's been actually productive, pretty productive. He was in my waiver wire outfield column as a deep league target this past week. Other than that, though, not a ton of value at the third base position. You got to pay up a little bit at least, at least low threes or higher. Shortstop position now. You got the likes of Trevor Story at 61 and Coors. Sure. Uh, you got Tatis and Great American Small Market at 60. Sure. Like, these are all great plays. Trey Turner went deep on Monday, 57. He's in play for sure. It was Rich Hill, though. I'd probably rather have Tatis than Story, but I, I see the appeal. If you want to go there, you got Correa at 56. Um, you could go those directions. Otherwise, you can save some cash. Like, William Adamas at 46 is intriguing. Uh, Dancy Swanson's up to 45. That value is left to shop. But Bigra at 43 is a nice look there versus Bueller. Uh, Polanco at 4K talked about him. But Ahmed Rosario, he had another nice day for Cleveland if you're stacking Cleveland. Don't forget about him. He's 3900 bucks. He's hitting second. He's like right between Cesar Hernandez and J-Ram. So there's definitely some nice value to be had with Rosario at 39. Uh, Gavin Lux, 37. Probably not going there. Probably have Rosario at 39 personally if I'm looking at those two. One of these days, uh, one of these days, Glaber Torres has to get going. He's thirty five hundred. Miguel Rojas is thirty four. Those are both kind of intriguing. But Joe, Josh Rojas at thirty two is a very nice value going up against Carmart. I like that one quite a bit. If if you're looking for some savings at the shortstop position, other than that, like you got Paul Young at thirty eight. He just can't hit the broadside barn right now. But if you're twenty eight, if you're looking for a major major value, sure, he just ain't doing it right now. Going to the outfield, you got Acuna at 63, Soto at 62, Jordan at 61, all the studs, all the studs. You got Stanton who hit a missile on Monday. He's 59. Um, pay up if you want. Like Whit Merrifield, I love at 57 because he brings such a great floor with the upside. The other guy's got the home run, double dong upside. Merrifield could do with a little bit of everything. So that's why I like him quite a bit. Um, you got Aaron Judge off a dud evening, so that could be a nice bounce back spot for him. Uh, Bryce Harper can hit lefties just fine, so don't sleep on him if you're stacking Philadelphia. Again, Shohei Otani is only $4,900. That's pretty, pretty good price tag, all things considered, on this slate. Schwarber's only 48 It is lefty-lefty, but the dude is nuclear hot right now. You got Ramon Laureano uh, hitting cleanup for Oakland. He's 47 so I'm going to keep in mind for you. Uh, a few others to get targeted here. Um, you got like you got Starling Marte still only forty four versus Velasquez. Another reason why Miami is a great stack. You got Michael Brantley coming off a dud on Monday. He's forty four and it left he's just fine. But Tappy at forty three and Coors is outstanding. We mentioned Kevin Biggio earlier. Again, like it's a broken record for the outfield. It's so hard to want to pay up with all these options. Like even Otani's too cheap. It's like he, you could start with Otani and move down. But this mid to low fours are so many options. Marte, Brantley, Tapia, Biggio. Um, George Springer's still way too cheap. He's 4200 bucks since coming back. He's been swinging it pretty good overall, so he's a guy you can target as well. Trent Grisham in Great American Small Park's only $4,100. Um, that's not a bad look either. You got Nick Castellanos hit a grand slam on Monday. It is Blake Snell, but Snell, I'm not a Snell fan. And you got um, Casty at 4K versus a lefty in Great American Small Park, so you can go that route. If you're fading Bueller, you got Lamont Wade Jr., who went deep on Monday off of um, 
off of good old Bauer. He's in play at 4,000. Below the 4K range, though, you got like Joey Gallo's coming in red hot. I like Caprillion a lot, but Gallo's smoking, smoking hot. He had four homers over the weekend. He's got to keep in mind um, if you're not using Geo, again, Kepler's only 38. He's an interesting play for you. Brian Reynolds, though, my God, DK did it again. Brian Reynolds hitting third in Coors Field is only $3,700. Every cash lineup should have Brian Reynolds in it, every single one. Like, do not post a cash lineup for me to tell you if it's good or bad without Brian Reynolds in it, please. Because like, it's it's going to be hard to answer you without Brian Reynolds in that. So play Brian Reynolds at $3,700. That is a cash game lock it up situation for you. So play that one, please. Uh, a few other ones for you, though, like Conforto. But um, I still have Brian Reynolds at 37 Just mind-blowing to me. But Hunter Renfro double-donged on uh, Monday. He's another guy I wrote up this past week in the waiver wire. He's playing really well over like the last three to four weeks. Really, really well. Power. He's even been for some average He's thirty six hundred bucks. Ride him while he's hot. He's a very very streaky hitter. He's got Brad Keller who you can definitely torch. So ride him while he's hot. That's a good one for you. Um, Guriel, if you need to stack Toronto, he's in play. Um, Tony Kemp again thirty five. I like that one quite a bit. We talked about him already. Don't go back to Ian Happ. But Harold Ramirez still only thirty three hundred bucks. Had a nice night for you on Monday. Got you double digit points. Garrett Cooper's only thirty two, which is ridiculously cheap. That's it. A really good look. Robbie Grossman went deep on Monday. He's 32 versus Mejia. He's hitting third now for Detroit. They moved some things around. Uh, so I like that one quite a bit, just the way they moved it around. Now he's a little more uh, run production upside there. Jonathan Dodd is only 3100 bucks if he gets the Colorado start. That's a super cheap uh, Coors play. So I like that. Again, oh man. like I'm, We've been stacking Pittsburgh a lot on the show in this last chat. We've been stacking them a lot lately, and they've been very productive for us. So we got Brian Reynolds at 37. Gregory Polanco's 3K in Coors. Now, I'm not as in love with Gregory Polanco in cash, but he's a phenomenal tournament play at $3,000 in Coors Field. So he's there for you. Akil Badu is only 3K. I'd rather have Akil Badu in cash over Gregory Polanco at the same price point because Badu brings on base skills. He brings uh, the leadoff role. So he can take walks. He'll get you two points. He can score runs. So if he, if he walks and scores a run, that's five points. If he throws in a stolen base, he got 10. Gregory Polanco is going to have to hit it out of the ballpark more often than not. But he could do like a three-run shot. Next thing you know, boom, he's close to 20 points. So it's like the tomato tomorrow. That's why he's a tournament play where Badu is more of a cash game play at that 3K range. That's what you're looking at on those. Uh, a few other ones down here, though, on the 3Ks and below. There's going to be a lot, again, see the lineups when they come out um, because there'll be a lot of, like, messed up spots. Like Paven Smith's only 2,600 versus Carmine if you're stacking Arizona. Nice little value in your stack in that one. Jake Bowers probably not tonight. But Taylor Ward at 25 is always interesting. You got, like, Miles Straw down here is cheap. Um, there's there's lots and lots of plays. Like Newt Bar still twenty three hundred bucks. He's been a fun conversation piece of late. If you're stacking Detroit, Nomar Mazar hitting the middle of the order is twenty two hundred dollars. Like that's really really cheap. If you're stacking them up, same with David Peralta. He's twenty one hundo. Josh Reddick's twenty one hundo. Both hitting in the middle of that Arizona lineup versus Carmart. So lots of ways to go if you want to be a little creative in your Arizona stacks. Okay, recapping the pitching real quick on this slate. Woodruff is a great play. I'm not gonna say don't use him. He's eleven k. He's a great play. I'd rather like Woodruff's a great cash game play, but if I want to be tournament difference, like Woodruff, you can still use him in a tournament. Like I'm not talking down about Woodruff. If if it's your guy, go for it. If you want to go for the ownership differences, Robbie Ray at ten five at home against Seattle is very very enticing. Jose Arquiti at ninety nine, and then Kevin Gossman at ninety six. Like that Gossman Ray combo should be could be super low owned and in, like in reality could get you anywhere from 50 to 60 something points if they're both on and that is outstanding at low ownership so you got that going for you 
You got Gio at 87 is outstanding with Morton the 88 is a nice tournament pivot as well. I like Caprillion at 8,000. He'll probably go overlooked a bit because he wasn't over the, the moon great against Texas. He just didn't strike any guys out. He pitched really well. So uh, Caprillion at 8K I like. And then your values, you got Kenta Maynard at 7K. That's that's really nice for an SB2. And Kayla Smith at 8,600 bucks. Both really are 6,600 bucks. Both strong plays there. All right. So if you're talking stacks now, Miami versus Vinny V is a very nice contrarian low owned stack. Cooper, Marte, Chisholm. If you want to go deeper than that, we could look at the Duvalls, the Aguilars, and come and see what the lineup looks like. But Marte, Cooper, Chisholm's the top three for me in that stack. Um, other stacks, you know, Yankees versus Heaney. I'm always a fan of Faden Heaney. If you're feeling frisky, no problem with that at all. Toronto's always in play for you. You can go there. Just remember, try to be a little contrarian. Thing is, 15-game slate with Coors in play, they won't be as popular. So you might not have to worry about it as much. So think about that. But I mentioned like the Bijos, the Panics. Those guys can help make you a little different. Love San Diego and Cincinnati. Like San Diego and Great American Small Parks, great. Cincinnati's nice contrarian play because I'm not a Blake Snell fan. I think he's not good. But San Diego, you know, Santian threw great in his last start, really surprised some people. But those boys in a warm, humid Great American Small Park is very, very enticing. So somewhere to go there. Boston versus Brad Keller is another good one. Don't forget Hunter Renfro coming low owned. Double Dong Monday. He's been playing great of late. Talked about him in some articles and some recent stuff. He's been playing really, really well. You can go back to Detroit and Cleveland. Both value stacks. I like Cleveland more. Just like Monday, they tore it up. They should tear it up again against Urania. At the same time, he is not good. So Detroit should get theirs as well. But that Cleveland stack should be super productive. J Ram, Harold Ramirez, Rosario, Hernandez, uh, Eddie Rosario, still cheap and then very, very good hit and cleanup. Don't sleep on Eddie. Um, they all came like J Ram was popular, but the rest were all very, very low owned. So Cleveland's another good one for you. 15 games late. There's going to be tons of stacks, folks. If you want to be constrained with Minnesota versus Chicago White Sox, Donaldson, no, be my first. Donaldson, Cruz, be my first two plays. Mix and match from there. Houston's a great player versus Baltimore. You don't need my help there. That's easy stuff. Um, Arizona against Carmart. You can go that way again. There's a lot of value to be had there too. I mentioned uh, Peralta, Reddick, um, Paven Smith. Um, why am I blanking on Josh Rojas? Lots of value there with Arizona. Pittsburgh at Colorado. Like you got the cheap Colorado guys. You got Daza, Fuentes, Tapia, Reynolds, or Rogers, uh, Hampson, all very cheap. Pittsburgh. Gregory Polanco's 3K. He's a definite piece in your stacks. And Brian Reynolds, folks, 3700 bucks. What are you going to do? Play him everywhere. Everywhere. And the other guys aren't that expensive here. Like Pittsburgh's way too cheap. They should be very, very popular. It is against Ron Marquez that might lower their ownership, which would be very, very nice. Then Oakland versus Fulte. I'm going back to that well. I'm hoping they're low-owned because people got ticked off last time, and that could be a great way to go there too, get a little late-night West Coast hammer. But that'll do it. Lots going on in this slate. 15 games late. There's some really good pitching angles to go with. The GPP tournament angles of the, 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 the pitching we like a lot. The bats should be spread out a bit. So you got that going for you. Keep an eye on that. Like the chalk of the chalk should still be Houston probably. Coors always gets popular. But then we can – there's a lot of great pivots there. And, again, if you want to go five-man stacks, you can go five-man. It's a big slate. Usually that's the way you want to go. But you can go like 3-3-2. Three, three, you can go 4-3-whatever. Like you can do all kinds of different things if you want and kind of get some mini stacks and try to circulate because there's so many good offensive spots and kind of play like a little home run derby type action. So lots of ways to go. Talk about it more in the Slack chat on um, – Tuesday, hit me up there. I'm on Twitter at BDentric if you have any questions there. If you like playing um, a little DFS with some prop picks, go check out Prize, Prize Picks. They're running a million-dollar giveaway. I tweeted out the information there. Talked about it on Monday's show. Uh, if you're new to Prize Picks and you sign up and create an account, use promo code Bubba. They're doing a $100 
first deposit up to $100 match, first deposit match. Uh, right now, you promo code Bo to sign up. They'll hook you up with all that good stuff. And I put those picks in the Slack chat in the Prize Picks Slack chat room. Uh, if you give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick is appreciated. Also, season long fantasy baseball bench with Bubba. Check that out Tuesdays and Thursdays on this Tuesday recording with Draft Cheats. So that'll be a fun one there. But good luck, everybody. Fun, fun, loaded Tuesday slate. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits Tuesday, June 29th edition. I'm out. Yeah.